Christianity has to do with only the person of Jesus Christ. But there is a greater pain in our culture today to know that oftentimes Jesus and Christianity is distorted. We don't even hear about Jesus Christ on our pulpits anymore. Many people are worshipping a different Jesus other than the Jesus Christ of the Bible. They have invented their own Jesus. And this podcast deals with this problem as we get into what the Bible really says. Are we going to be faithful to scripture or conform to what is culturally comfortable? Join me as we listen to the gospel of Jesus Christ according to the scriptures. Salvation Through the incarnation, Jesus could stretch his human hand and place it on a finite man. And he could stretch out his divine hand and place it upon his infinite Father, and thus bridging the gap and restoring what was lost. What is salvation all about? It's about God's love for you and me. This is how God wants you to have eternal life with him. God wanted a human family to his other heavenly family he had created. Although he doesn't need anyone, God didn't create both families because he lacked something. He wasn't lonely, as though he was incomplete. The Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit had always been together. God needs nothing because he's God. He is the all-sufficient one. He created things to enjoy the work of his own hands and the things that he cares about most are those he made to be like him, in his own image, to represent him as images. As the Bible tells us in Genesis 1.26, that will be you and me. God wanted his earthly family. And so God created us to be his images on earth, to participate in his plan, to make the world all he wants it to be and enjoy it with him. God knew that sharing his attributes with his children he had created in his own image would be either misused or abused. He knew what it meant. He knew full well that both families in the spiritual world and on earth created by him were not him. They were less than him. They were imperfect, whereas he is ultimate perfection. And at some point, one or more of his children would either make a horrible mistake or act in a self-interest way, pride, rebelling against God because of abilities like freedom of the will, intelligence. We always talk about getting saved or being saved, but not much thought is ever given to what that really means. If we think it through as if we were lost souls in an ocean after our ship had sank, we would see that unless someone comes along and pulls us out of the water, we will be lost. And so getting saved should mean that one is saved from something, not for something. Although it is the end result, we must understand why we need to be saved. Because of our approach towards getting saved, people think we are simply talking about going to heaven with any other means. What happened in the Garden of Eden? Adam and Eve rebelled. They violated God's commands to not eat from one of the trees in the garden that he told them not to. The tragedy was brought on by an earlier rebellion. One of God's supernatural creation decided to dishonor God's decision to have a human family by tempting Eve, hoping that God would destroy them, both Adam and Eve. 
He came to Eve in the form of a serpent, as Genesis 3, 1-7 tells us. The Bible refers to that being in the form of a serpent, Satan, and the devil, as Revelation 12, 9 tells us. He succeeded in getting Eve to sin, that is rebelling against God, and telling her to be like God, but failed when it came to getting rid of humanity permanently. They sinned and lost eternal life in God's presence. Every human born thereafter was born outside of Eden, and that is estranged from God. Because they disobeyed God, mankind inherited inclination to sin. There was a divide between God and man. The Bible teaches that God is perfectly righteous and therefore, like a righteous judge, he must convict those who are guilty of breaking his laws. This is what it's like when God looks at us. He sees our sins and because he is perfectly holy, he cannot accept us this way. Instead, he must judge our sins. However, a perfect man was needed to fix the divide between a finite man and infinite God. So because of the separation, humankind has become spiritually dead due to the inclination to sin. And we are destined for physical death unless the spiritual death is made alive before the physical dies. We will remain forever dead and separate the Holy God. Humanity now look forward the physical death and the spiritual death. That's what separation from the source of life, God, ultimately cost us. In Romans chapter 5 verse 12, Paul is telling us that therefore, just as sin entered the world through one man, and death through sin, and in this way, death came to all people, because all sinned. God did not destroy his human children for their rebellion. Instead, he would forgive and redeem them. The Bible makes it clear that God saw what was coming and had plan of forgiveness and salvation in place even before the rebellion even happened. And from the foundation of the world, as the Bible tells us, God sees the sin and misery in our world and knows its cause. God is so consumed with the love for his human children and that he will not turn away from his original plan. The plan of salvation would ultimately require God becoming Jesus Christ, the Anointed One, the Mashiach, the unique Son of God, came and lived the perfect life that Adam couldn't. He repaired the divide. It is by faith in what God has done through Jesus Christ, the God-Man, that we are restored to a right relationship with God. Jesus took all the sins and judgment that each of us deserves crucified on the cross. And in that moment, he became our sin and our guilt. But then he reached to an infinite God and reached to finite humans to bridge that gap. In Ephesians 2.8, it tells us, By grace we have been saved through faith and not of ourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works. Any man. Salvation is never earned or even deserved. It is given by the grace of God in response to faith in him. Some people say the Old Testament salvation was not the same as New Testament salvation, but that is not true. In the New Testament, works are essential in knowing our salvation, as James calls in James 2.17. In the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. But in James 2.14-26, it's never the works of our faith that caused salvation. No. God owed salvation to no one, 
on the basis of works. This is not contrary to what Paul was saying, that no one was justified by works. Now, if we put Ephesians 2.8, what Paul was saying, to what James is saying in James chapter 2 verse 17, if we put what both James and what Paul is saying together on faith and works, it will read, For by grace are you saved through faith, which without works is now in Romans chapter 5 verse 12, Paul is also saying, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we stand, and we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Salvation was not just for the Israelites, the Jews, even though the Messiah, the Messiah was a descendant of Abraham and David. Jesus was the Messiah for everyone, the rightful Lord of every nation. The resurrection, the ascension and the coming of the Spirit marked the beginning of the end and Satan and his fallen angels. If a believer in Jesus Christ does not have works, the fruit that comes out from the faith that we have in Jesus Christ, there is no evidence of salvation. The presence of works is what is describing that believer in Christ. We do not do good works to be saved, no. But then we do good works because we have been saved. Salvation is a gift given to us by God when we believe the gospel. It is undeserved. Nevertheless, God offers it to us despite our sins and our hostility towards him. Discipleship is something we do as a result of believing the gospel. We imitate Jesus to show our love for him and for God. But works do not put God in the position of owing salvation. No, salvation comes by faith in Christ alone, which produces works. The Old Testament salvation are the same way, though the object of faith differs in its picture, but it is the same. One was a picture or a shadow of the fulfillment to come to all humankind. When we read the Old Testament, we see that the Israelites had to believe that Yahweh revealed himself to their forefathers. This is what they had to believe in. This is why there was a reminder of who this God. The Bible repeatedly says that they were reminded it was the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob because it was this God who called Israel through this line of promise and made a covenant with them that made them exclusive people. Had to believe their God was the God of all gods, trusting that he he had made them his people. They alone had access to that God. The law was not how Israelites achieved salvation. No, it was how they showed loyalty to the God they believed in. Salvation then, for an Israelite, was about faith in the promises and the character of the God of gods, Yahweh, and about refusing to worship any other God. It was about belief and loyalty from the heart not earning points with and this is why we see the proclamation of the shema hear o israel adonai eloheinu adonai echad hear o israel the lord our god the lord is one and you shall love the lord your god with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength god made a covenant which included specific promises to be believed by faith which involved obedience an israelite who believed was a child of the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, and believed 
in the law which was given at Sinai had faith in what was received and, and produced fruit by obeying the law. Faith in Yahweh, loyalty to Yahweh, having that right relationship with God, believing in Him were both part of salvation in the Old Testament. The patriots couldn't have disobeyed God's commands by rejecting what He instructed them to do like God telling Abraham about circumcision and he refusing to do or, or Moses refusing to go where God commanded rejecting the order of sacrifices and still received God's blessing the children of the patriarchs believed that the God who delivered them from Egypt was the same God of their forefathers and so they had faith in Yahweh and obeyed Yahweh's command although they couldn't keep up with it not all of them were obedient but that faith and belief was what made them accept that when they followed God's commands, they were saved and that only Yahweh could save them. You see, circumcision was the sign of the covenant. Now, since performing it required human activity, that was good work of obedience to God. God desired obedience. Paul tells us in regard to the balance of faith and work with circumcision of the heart, which he explains speaks of speaks of a heart that believes not a work it is a heart submitted to god so we see a circumcised heart was a believing heart and it was essential for the right relationship with god believing the gospel is how we become members of god's family it is how we are saved it is how we are saved by faith it is the way god has provided salvation god wants the obedience of faith you obey the gospel by believing it. Now, when we put our faith in Jesus Christ, God no longer sees our sin. Instead, he sees Christ's perfect obedience and righteousness. Not our righteousness or even good deeds. God has done all the work necessary for all who believe again live in his presence. And you see the cross is that bridge that made this possible. There's none righteous. No, not one. The Bible tells us because we have a sin nature, we are unrighteous in God's sight. Do not look to your own goodness to save you. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Romans 3.23 It is our very nature to sin. We all were born with inclination to sin. And without Jesus, we are under the power of his control. We have to admit that we are sinners. 1 John 1.8 If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us for the wages of sin is death but the gift of god is eternal life in christ jesus our lord sin results in death the physical one and spiritual death and we all face physical death the result of sin unless we are reborn through the spirit it will last for all eternity we all understand that we deserve death for our sin against the holy and the just god however Salvation is a gift from God to you. You can't earn this gift. Instead, you must reach out. Ask God to forgive you and save you if you have not believed in Him. But if you have already believed in Jesus Christ as your Savior, thank the Lord for this great gift given freely to you. But God demonstrates His own love towards us. In that, while we were still sinners, Christ died on the cross. When He paid the penalty for our sin, all our sins, he brought us out of slavery to sin and death. When he said to Telestai, meaning completed, paid in full, finished. Galatians 4, 47, Paul tells us, But when the fullness of time had come, God 
Yahweh sent forth his son Jesus Christ born of woman under the law to redeem those who were under the law so that we might receive adoptions as sons and because you are sons God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts crying Abba father so you are no longer a slave but a son and if a son then an heir through God the first step of salvation we know is justification which has been given as freely by God salvation covers our past present and future we are justified in Christ from the penalty of sin when we accept this gift of salvation through Jesus Jesus declares the sinner righteous in right standing with God because of the righteousness of Christ though it does not mean one would never sin again but that is the separation from the penalty of sin and it removes the guilt and the shame the gift of God's eternal life received by faith alone in Christ John 3 18 says whoever believes in him is not condemned but whoever does not believe is condemned already because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only son there is a change in standing when I am adopted in God's family I become his child as though I were born into that family in John 5 24 very truly I tell you whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and will not be judged has crossed over from death to life the only requirement on our part is that we believe in him and what he has done for us understanding that we are given new life through him and that he is our life did all this because he loved and gave himself our salvation also tells us that we have been sanctified that is being saved from the power of sin is in us and this removes the growth and the power of sin it doesn't mean we will never sin sin again but if you are an unbeliever you are in bondage to sin but if you are a believer in Jesus Christ you have access to the Holy Spirit who can give you victory over sin in the walk you are by definition a new creation in Christ you have been transferred into the kingdom of his dear son that God listens to you as this is who you are you are not going to become this you are this but yet there is a process of becoming what you really are all humans are images but they are never going to image God if they are outside the family of God they have to be redeemed because of the fall so they have to be brought back into the relationship so that they can again start living out what God wants them to be they have to be renewed be a new creation be born again sanctification is a process where we become more like Jesus a journey that's the work in progress in our Christian walk as God is not finished with any of us we are a work in progress that involves the faith we have and the works the works that is the present forward of our faith in God's salvation for us which proves the faith we have as believers delivering us and redeeming us this is redemption and then there is glorification that is the separation the presence of sin the result of the work in progress to the end and all believers will be glorified when our blessed hope comes the day our Lord Jesus Christ shall appear and be with us so the end of the road is when we are transformed 
and we are made like Jesus either at his second coming in 2nd Timothy 1 9 he has saved us and called us the holy life not because of anything we have done but because of his purpose and grace this grace was given in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time accept this gift his love alone saves not religion not church membership or family heritage God loves you gift is waiting for whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved Romans 10 13 make it known that you are standing and the gospel call out to God in the name of Jesus that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead you will be saved Romans 10 9 believing the gospel means believing that the God of Israel gave himself up and died on the cross as a sacrifice for our sins and rose again on the third day we must embrace that by faith and then show our loyalty to Jesus by forsaking all other gods regardless of what those other gods may be or may say about salvation the Bible tells us there is no salvation in any other name than the name Jesus the term justification as used in the Bible is a legal term when you call on Jesus, you stand righteous in God's. You can never stand condemned again. Christ's perfect righteousness has now been given to you. Every sin ever committed or ever will commit is now covered by the precious blood, Lamb of God. Our salvation is found in only one place, the person and the work of Jesus Christ. If I died right now, I would go to heaven for only one reason. That 2000 plus years ago, the Son of God came on earth and shed his blood on Calvary for sinners like me. This is my only hope. That thief who was on that tree with him and I have everything in common. But now I press forward. I run the race. Even when I fall, he lifts me up on my feet because my eyes is only on him. There is only one foundation of our salvation our substitute our atonement our salvation our savior jesus christ you know god is knocking on the door of your heart so ask him to come into your heart believe in your heart and confess it with your mouth and if you are saved already give thanks to him who has given us eternal life with him alone